Do you have a hard time telling right from wrong? Do you have an infinite pit of darkness where your conscience should be? Well, say goodbye to darkened hollow eyes, chronic criminality, and nagging thoughts about the absurdity of your life and the lives of others. Because now, there's help. And its name is... Hey, hey, hey! It's Fat Albert! Fat Albert, a cartoon following the adventures of a morbidly obese teen and his tight-knit group of pals based out of a Philadelphia junkyard. The Junkyard Gang! These boys are learning all of life's lessons the hard way for you. And if you're lucky, they're singing songs about it on homemade garbage instruments. Fat Albert has a moral lesson for every occasion, including, but not limited to, stage fright, vandalism, medical operations, smoking, gun control, prison, con artistry, racism, kidnapping, sexually transmitted diseases, personal hygiene, and many, many more. Think you can ace life's tests without life lessons? Think again! Today's episode of Days Past Tooncast is brought to you by Fat Albert. The Days Past Tooncast podcast is in no way funded by or associated with Fat Albert or any one of its creators. Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. Yeah, baby. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about... Yesterday's animation. Oh, mamacita. Yes. We just, when we try to be sexy, <laughs> we sound like we're dying of, of a long-term yeah. disease. That didn't work out. Maybe that is what, maybe that's the inspiration for sexy voices. Death, deathbed. Sounding, yeah. What's sexy sexier deathbed. than a deathbed? <laughs> Nailed it. Guys, we're on installation two of, of Filmation February. All this month, February, yep. a month for lovers. And as I said last time, Travis and I are lovers. Yes. Of Filmation's shows. Uh, oh, okay, the yeah, studio yeah. that brought you He-Man and many others. And, and guess, many, 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 more. many, many more. <laughs> much, much more. Including Fat Albert. Yes. Which we're covering today for the mm-hmm. third time. You mm-hmm. know, uh, a year ago, if you would have told me that we would be covering Fat Albert at all. Yeah. Let alone three times in a year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have said you were crazy, Travis. <laughs> But you pushed for it, and, and God bless you. I did. Hey, listen, you were pushing for the Mumesa podcast. You just want to- Well, you're all, welcome. All, all Mumesa. You're welcome for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still pushing it. <laughs> Mumesa really is stuck in your craw, hasn't it? it I has. think you're holding the resentment against me yeah, for it. I hate it. it. Yeah. And, and me. And yeah. You. Okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> we're covering all these filmation shows this month, and it is Fat Albert. We're covering the ones that have a little bit of love in them. Ooh. Last week, it was the love between two conceals on she <laughs> And this week, it's a different kind of love. Fat Albert is a show that, uh, like every filmation show, yeah. was steeped in morality. 
It was just, it was lousy with it. It was just like stinky. Rotten with it. Rotten. It was rotten with it. It was just gross, gross with morality. And no show was it more apparent than Fat Albert. Because every episode was a PSA, even more so than Captain Planet seemed to be. And they've covered so many, like every episode, I don't even know how they kept coming up with new moral dilemmas for everybody except to cover. For the, except for the, the, the brown hornet. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, man. He's and let's not covering just, shit. But. Let's save, let's reserve like two minutes of <laughs> screaming about the, the brown hornet for later on in the episode. Right. They've covered, I mean, we've, we listed all the, a lot of the things that they've covered. Uh, they've covered racism. They've covered, we've covered an episode where they actually did that. Yes. But I want to know what would have happened if the show continued past whenever, like it was 1984 or something yeah. like that. Like there's been so many new kinds of moral quandaries that they could have been addressing in events, the meantime. Yeah, events, uh, yeah, all that. Events, yeah. like specific ones mm-hmm. and just new, like because the internet didn't exist then. True. So warning about internet predators. Rudy gets catfished <laughs> by somebody who th- he thinks is a lady, but it's a Nigerian prince or what, or I guess that's <laughs> not the money. trick. Yeah. It isn't a Nigerian prince. It's just a person <laughs> across the world. Music pirating. True. Kazaa. Everyone's favorite. Kazaa. The one that everyone remembers. LimeWire. These things. I remember LimeWire. There could have been an episode where Fat Albert's telling everybody, hey, hey, the musicians are people too. They need to be paid for this stuff. And like Lars Ulrich from Metallica could have guessed it on the, oh man, that would have been awesome. Have Lars and, and uh, James Hetfield come on the episode with them. Dude, that, that, I would have been that, into that. Been classic, that would have been great. Netflix binging would have been a more modern one. Yeah. People who binge TV. I mean, everyone's been binging TV forever, but now you can just sit there and do it. So one of the kids probably like some kid. It's never one of the real kids. It's always someone at their school that they okay. know yeah. that really gets in trouble. <laughs> one of the local gangbangers. Yeah. <laughs> like someone they know is just emaciated and has bloodshot eyes. And it's because yeah. they've been watching. I don't know. Uh, have you been Netflix and chilling? <laughs> exactly. I think planking would have been one when that was a thing. Remember planking? Yeah. When people course. just well, it still it still escapes me. What I was going on? Just well, it is a good exercise yeah. if you do it right. It actually it's actually exercise. Uh, gluten allergies. Somebody develops gluten allergies. They realize this. Maybe a two-parter with peanut. A two-parter. Pe- maybe peanut, peanut in. <laughs> yeah, well, peanut's the more classic one, okay. I would say. They should have covered that on this show so. already. I yeah. don't think so. Well, I mean, think, considering some of the other things that they've covered, <laughs> I can see them covering, like, hacking just generally, because it seems like in the early 90s, we were just that worried about hacking, because you had the movies like The Net and Hackers and shit like that that made it seem like there's just roving gangs <laughs> yeah. of hackers. I'm still scared of them. Hackers, I am too. I mean, I, they're they're the skinniest, most lazy people uh, in goth makeup outside yeah. <laughs> of the actual goths, and they frighten the hell out of me. I thought you were a hacker for the longest time. You should have. <laughs> I'm, I'm a life hacker. Huh? <laughs> Friendship hack. Yeah. Also, the cinnamon challenge. Interesting. Remember that dumb thing? Yeah. Well, it's dangerous. It. Is it, it dangerous? Is it dangerous? I think so. I okay. Think, I think you can. Somehow it's dangerous. Choker, Somehow uh, it's dangerous. Yeah. Well. They're not covering any of those things on this episode. This episode is covering something that's pretty evergreen as far as moral and ethical debates go. Mm. And this being, like we said, the month of love, the month of filmation. Travis, (laughs) this episode, we're talking about Fat Albert V, because it is like a court case Uh in my mind. (laughs) Fat Albert V, pornography. Fat Albert, season five, episode eight. Originally broadcast October 27th, 1979. Entitled, Softcore. Fat Albert and the Junkyard Gang meet Dustin, 
a neighborhood boy who's all too eager to show them his collection of pornography, projecting what's called a stag film on the wall and sending the other boys home with nudie magazines, publications filled cover to cover with boobs and butts. One of the junkyard gangbangers, Rudy, is caught with the magazines by his mom. Luckily, Fat Albert pulls Rudy out of his shame spiral by leading the entire gang to Rudy's house, where they admit they've been a porning, and ask for help gaining a healthy understanding of human sexuality. Softcore is the name of the episode, but there is nothing softcore about the subject. No. Because I don't think they're being shown... Well, I don't know. <coughs> we, we, we don't we, actually We know. never see no. anything. Uh, the, the closest we get is a billboard of a woman, poorly drawn billboard <laughs> of a woman in a bathing suit. And some poor choices as far as uh, sound effects. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot There's a lot of <laughs> Images, moments yeah, yeah. where it's like it starts off and you're just seeing them playing tug of war, <laughs> but you're just you're like, ah! Like, it's, you, it's a very, knowing what it is going in, a lot of suggestive things. At one point, somebody's trying to hide a magazine, mm-hmm. so they bend over and hand the magazine magazine to their friend which is rolled up like in a long shape and says like here hide it for me and i don't (laughs) yeah the the camera's never been panned up this far no i i feel like the cartoonists were maybe kind of getting tired of the moral stance so they threw in a few jokes maybe with their yeah uh, with their framing again i don't know (laughs) but yeah this is an episode where fat albert and the gang face the evils of pornography yes and in doing research for this episode I, f- I, <laughs> Wait, I, I went in. What here's kind of the research did we do here? Because <laughs> I might have done the same one. Were you in that chat room? Yep. <laughs> you got to be really careful doing research for this kind of thing. Because uh-huh. uh, if you just type in Fat Albert plus porn, that's a virus. That's going to get you somewhere. You're going to get a hacker. It's just not where you're, you're trying you're to get. get some hackers, buddy. I think the hackers already have your name if you're looking <laughs> for that. It's like Russian roulette, the internet Russian roulette. When you start typing in anything or oh, like yeah, Fat Albert plus porn, Fat Albert plus softcore. I mean, <laughs> trying to find the damn episode. You're going on an adventure. And they, these episodes have, for various reasons, because of probably Bill Cosby's involvement, but even before that. Who? They've been swiped from, like, it's so hard to find any of these episodes anywhere. Yeah. There's one that I really wanted to do, which I keep mentioning. The STD episode is yes, the one I really yes. wanted to do for February. Can't find it anywhere. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. I'm bummed. I'm bumming <laughs> I'm, over I'm here. I'm pissed. I'm still pissed about it. I can't, I've been wanting to do it since day one. You have. And it's it's troubling to watch the episode because Bill Cosby, convicted rapist, is chiming in throughout the episode as he typically does here. He's still stuck in a junkyard somewhere. Polishing the shit out of that sewing machine. (laughs) That's all he's doing this whole time. Usually he holds up a hammer and just works on something. What he really needs to be working on is himself. (laughs) But he wasn't. He was busy making this cartoon. But it's really, really frustrating to watch because he is involved in it quite a bit. That's nothing new. But he keeps chiming in with these little moral judgments on these kids seeing pornography, having the wrong idea about sex. You just cannot beat correct information from correct sources on male-female relationships to develop a healthy attitude towards sex. By correct sources, I'm referring to your parents, teachers, or your school nurse. They'll tell it the way it is. That's not what men do. Men don't do that. No, and uh, clearly, well, what do men do, Bill? And and don't answer the question. (laughs) Yeah, please. Yeah, Bill, I'm not interested. Keep wiping down that sewing machine, sir. (laughs) Yeah, the thing that's most frustrating about it is that he didn't have to make an episode about pornography. 
he could have just like if Lou Scheimer, the producer over at Filmation, said like, "Hey, we should do something about pornography." He could be like, ah, "I'm good. I'm gonna pass on that one because <laughs> it's so hypocritical." I know this is not pornography is different from what he was doing, but the judgments he's throwing out about how this is bad, it just makes not it not a good look. Extra sir. hypocritical yeah. seeming. I mean, this. Oh God, it's really fucking frustrating to listen to. Yeah. So I would rather not. I've I've had enough of him at this point. I don't really want to get into him too much. It's like if I steal all the time and then I go out of my way to campaign against stealing and say thieves should be put in jail. That's the worst kind of hypocrisy. Yeah. And I won't stand for it. So <laughs> I'm running for mayor right now. I'm running now, for dude. mayor and I am actively okay with thieves. I promise. <laughs> thieves, you're welcome here in our city. <laughs> my windows are rolled down. <laughs> I don't lock my doors because I'm thief friendly. It's a thief friendly space. <laughs> And while Bill is still busy working over in his own little junkyard, his own little yeah. outdoor workshop that he has, <laughs> the kids on the show, the junkyard gang, are still just barely not killing each other over the resentments that they're barely hiding from each other. Right. These kids are busting balls all the time to the point now that Rudy, one of the kids on the show, is is actually physically getting angry about it. Your Kings of Comedy description on our first podcast for this was right it's, on. It is just, and it's not, some of them don't make sense. Some of them are definitely not funny, but more so, this is not a group of friends. Like, I, but we bust balls. Get us an x-ray of yourself. X-ray of myself? What for? So we can tell what you see in yourself. You're so heavy, when you weigh yourself, you get two for. How can we beat somebody who brushes his teeth 12 times a day? I brush 12 times a day? Yeah, after each meal. If we had your face, Fat Albert, we'd pay a pickpocket to lift it. <laughs> Rudy, I wish you'd graduate from high school. Um, why you want me graduating, Small Fry? So we can give you a no-class ring. Balls are getting busted at all at all angles. It's got to be funny. Uh, the ball busting has, has to be, be funny. funny. It has to be done with a little bit of love behind yeah. it. And these guys, it's just a competition to see who can give the other guy the best shit. Yeah, who's crying? Yeah, who's crying, <laughs> yeah, who's crying at the end of it? Who loses their cool? <laughs> you lost. You're done. And it's a toxic. It's a toxic environment yeah. to be in. And Fat Albert is supposedly the leader of the group. He keeps taking this moral stance of being, I know what's best for us. But he's doing nothing to stop it. He takes part in it. Yeah. So <laughs> the thirty-one-year-old he's, he's sits, yeah. sits back. In this episode, there are more things in it, little lines that, whether they were meant to or not, to me hint that Fat Albert has a more past, more of not dark necessarily, but like more of a seedy. Like I, I've, I've seen some shit. Look, I've yeah, seen right. some shit. I know what this is about. Because he, yeah, and he definitely looks like the guy who cannot get a job to save his life, hanging with the local teens down at the junkyard. The guy who buys him beer, basically, is what he looks like. Yeah, all right. Now, it seems that every episode, just about, there's a new kid that we're introduced to yeah. that is the source of the problem or mm -hmm. they're the victim of the problem, whatever right. it is. And in this case, it is a young, a cocky young man named Dustin. 
who looks more like an extra from Gangs of New York right, yeah. than any other character on the show. They're all dressed like in, in berets and, and overalls and stuff. But this guy's got like a bowler hat and suspenders. And he just looks like he, he came from the docks, yeah. basically. <laughs> You're right. The 70s were just beret heavy. TV would have us believe. Uh-huh. I wasn't around. So I, I feel like either. this is, a, is rewriting history. This is a conspiracy of some kind yeah. to make us think that that was ever okay. Some beret owner, some beret creator. Just- it's Dom Delaware. <laughs> is the one that's pushing it. Yeah, he's trying to make us think that we all used to dress like this, and that's why it's okay. (laughs) Dom. Dom. Yeah, what a great name. Dom. (laughs) And in two out of the three episodes we've watched so far, it's been Rudy who brings a no-good Nick into the group. The first time it was the guy. A ne'er-do-well. Almost did well, is what it sounds like. (laughs) He brought a guy into the gang that stole that car in the busted episode we did. Uh And in this one, he brings in Dustin, who is the porn peddler. He's a he's a local porn peddler. We, we all had him though. We all had yeah. That everyone guy had a porn peddler. School. Yeah, and they take some interesting uh, stances, attitudes towards <laughs> porn. Well, like <laughs> when he comes around and Rudy is like, "Hey guys, this is the tone of voice. Hey guys, y'all, we gotta get over to the house. He has some pictures of the art of making love. <laughs> like there's a new video game or a new board game that they're all gonna go play, and they all just go, yeah." and run off the screen. Get set for some big time fun. And old Dustin is the key. Step right this way, folks. Yes, sir. Uncensored pictures of the art of love. <laughs> Look, different experiences, different strokes, different folks. We yeah. all know this. But... As a kid, I don't know that I was going to be that outwardly excited about pornography. (laughs) I would not react to it like the circus is in town or that my clown for my birthday just arrived. Maybe maybe my favorite movie was released, but not circus, though. No, 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 no. no. Okay. (laughs) And it's it's such a weird it's like they wanted to cover. uh, This happens a lot on these shows where they want to cover the subject that's you know, relatively adult and mature. And, and, you know, it's I'm sure they got pushback on this from uh God from God, from (laughs) Jesus, from Buddha, from the Dalai Lama, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe even from Satan, because I don't think they he says they didn't go far enough. Right. (laughs) But where they want, they want it both ways. They want to make a kid's show, but they want to address this serious issue. Yeah. And they end up giving you a real uh, watered down. I'm not saying they should have been showing pornography on the screen, but just the kid's reaction. Like nobody, the shame that they experience later in the episode is just out of nowhere. Yeah, it doesn't match. No, what, what, right. the way they what reacted. Yeah. It's like the candy factory exploded and there's chocolate everywhere. The prison one. That one kind of went there a little bit. It definitely did. But here's the thing. Keep this in mind. Yeah. That episode comes from the last season, and that's the season where Filmation actually syndicated the show. They had even uh, more control okay. over what they could do. They didn't have as much pushback from networks. Yeah. So, or they could have pushback, but it was they were selling to the stations, not the networks anymore. Gotcha. And gotcha. so they made a lot more episodes that season, and they were able to go further with it. And that's why you end up with... Give me that little skinny one over there, or whatever. <laughs> what? that, that year, uh, Lou got five pools. He had five. He had five swimming pools going on because he's being rewarded on the amount of morality he's shoving into these cartoons and how how seedy and, and gritty he's being with it. But I, I guess this was, you know, when you hear people like us growing up, the internet was coming of age around the time that we were. Right. We're both in our mid thirties. Yep. As the internet is there, it's like our. You know, the time when you would be most interested in this stuff or first be most interested in this stuff is when the Internet was starting to become available. But, you know, I guess thinking back to like 
pre-internet, maybe that is how people reacted to it. Like it is more of a group like, hey, come down to the the, the river and see we found these mags or something like that. I don't know. Like you find them out in the world. They're and underwater, you just... but we can still see some images. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're they're really, really waterlogged. But I could I can almost make out a nipple here, yeah, I the, think. The sun's taking all the pigment from this page, but <laughs> yes. I got this though. But I think it used to have pornography on it. Just white pages. Just white pages that you believe the ghosts of pornography haunted. Last episode we watched of Fat Albert was our first encounter with uh, a bastard, a bastard, a son of a bitch, a son of a bitch, a real jerk who I just thought we had escaped. Yeah. Like, I thought he didn't come in until season seven and then went away sometime in mm-hmm. season eight or something mm-hmm. like that. No, he's a reg. Well, yeah, he's he, a reg. He's a reg, and I'm not happy about it. I thought we'd escaped the reign of the brown hornet. The which, rain. The ra- <laughs> this motherfucker. God, I hate this shit. It's such a waste. There, right. There's like five minutes where I'm just watching a cartoon that's supposed to be about kids dealing with pornography, which sounds terrible, but that's the humor of it. That's what I'm watching for is yeah. that. And then it's like they said, oh, that's not going to be able to fill a full 20-minute cartoon. Can you just make noises for, like, another five minutes? I will use the old superstar in outer space trick. (laughs) Looks like I have bitten off slightly more than I can chew. It's a cartoon and a, it's like a turducken, but there's two layers of shit and then there's a cartoon and then a cartoon inside that cartoon. Also notice that Bill Cosby, who does the voice is as slow talking as possible. Yeah, he is. And that's supposed to be the bit, but it's not funny. It's just them wasting time. Just a total waste. Total waste of time. This, (laughs) good Lord. It's just an excuse to make geometric shapes, like to Uh test out your ability with stencils and then to dip into the old filmation sound effects pile because they got all bunch of wee, 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 wee going on in it. This superhero. And for Cosby to voice as many people as humanly possible. And it's it's one is too many, really. He's not bringing much to the game here. It's just lazy shit. He's still cleaning that sewing machine while he's voicing. While he's just voicing out the side of his mouth or whatever. So the Brown Hornet is a spacefaring uh, idiot in tights who just kind of wins. We don't know what his origin is. No, we don't you, know. You want to know though? I want to know. And you got me into it too. What you are we dealing it. with? Yeah. He's like the Green Hornet, which is the what the name is based on. Was a guy who could punch you and would fire a gun at you. He is no better than a police officer, really. And always driver. And yeah, he, he uh, has a driver. Cato, yeah. he has a driver, but he's just like a Batman without all the bat stuff. Basically, but that's not this guy's deal. This guy's dressed up like Superman, but he's in a spaceship always going around, constantly running into aliens that are disagreeable for some reason. (laughs) And they seem to be teaching a lesson, but that lesson never matches up with the lesson of the episode. Remember, Tweeterbell and Stinger, a good citizen obeys all laws, whether on land or sea or space. So it's a cartoon within a cartoon that has a moral within the moral of the episode. Why not take that opportunity to just make it like even a parallel to what's happening on the show? Have the Brown Hornet just watching some porn. Just say, hey man, I'm just watching some porn over here. And then the aliens have to teach him. That's not how we do it out here on Mars. You know, Lou Scheimer, the producer over there, I was thinking about watching this episode. He was just like a MacGyver of 
animation. Shit. Well, of animation yeah. because he's taking anything he can around him and trying to fashion it into something that resembles a cartoon. He's a minimalist. He's an artist, but he's also his first question must be, what's the least I can do that will still be considered a cartoon? Yeah. And that's uh, and the answer is Fat Albert including the brown hornet. Yeah. This shit is awful. It is so unsuffer insufferable <laughs> and desufferable. What's the least amount of shit I can do? I can do. The villain that they encounter, that the brown hornet encounters, is a praying mantis uh -huh. with a single leg that looks like a wooden stick yep. that has wheels on either side. <laughs> and he's wearing like a dress or a tunic. He's basically like a space tax collector. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, it seems like the the moral, this would have gone with an episode where somebody was doing tax evasion. Right. And they're teaching the, the perils of that. Or somebody who is a miser and holds on to their money too much because all of his weaponry, he has like the little change dispenser that like oh, yeah. a, a cocktail waitress would have <laughs> and shoots little laser coins out of it. Yeah. And then the superhero brown horn, it ends up caught in a giant cash register. Uh -huh. None of this is, it makes them weak. This apparently. is, if you took a bunch of third graders, uh -huh. put them on stage and had them improvise a sketch, it would make as much, if not more sense <laughs> and be more entertaining than this hunk of shit that they stuffed in the middle of an already not great cartoon you're like wait it, it would just be that skit yeah it would, yeah i'm livid this shit is awful it wastes our time travis they're wasting our abilities is, this is awful so the junkyard gang is yes. off to see their first pornographies oh man just Holding hands and yeah, just skipping down group. the lane. <laughs> what a weird. I mean, maybe it says. I mean, not, I, I'm not advocating for kids watching pornography, but maybe it says something about a problematic view of sexuality that in America it's like, well, that's weird. They should be secret about it. Uh -huh. Like, and I know that like I've heard stories where it's like, yeah, well, the first time I saw porn, just a bunch of guys in a room, like. I mean, I remember being, oh God, it was like my 12th birthday and we were trying so hard to flip between channels to get like the Spice channel right, to flash on right. the screen for a second. <laughs> yeah. Back when Static was the coverer of all things. You get your homeboy standing up hold, holding the bunny doing, ears. Yeah. Like we were just like we were doing yoga. We were watching like it was like runway models is all it ended up being, yeah. I'm sure. But like to us it was, you know, goo goo gaga. <laughs> goo goo gaga. Goo goo gaga. Baby likey. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> We're, 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 we're 105 now, I guess. I love it, dude. It's great. Auga! The first thing they see on their way over to check out the porn, because they're going to actually end up watching it at their little junkyard HQ. <laughs> it's That's still giving it too much credit. It yeah. is an accidental pile of boards that resembles a building. With some good, great woodworking in there, though. Well, that's the thing. It's impressive. We've talked about this. Yeah. They're always hard up for cash. They should just be selling off these structures and <laughs> inventions. They made working instruments out of junk uh -huh. that apparently make music. So They're in tune, yeah. Sell yeah, that shit. Great. Sell that shit. On their way to see the porn, they come up on the swimwear billboard that we were talking yep. about. <laughs> now, that's sadly not a very far-fetched situation. Like, these billboards are just assaulting our senses. Yeah, They're yeah. asking to be looked at. They're trying to get us. They want to be offended. Billboards are out there for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what, Rudy, he's describing the female body. And I think he's trying to describe like why this woman's attractive yeah, on the billboard. Hourglass. He's trying to go That's with That's what he's trying yes. to do. Mm -hmm. But he says, yeah, it's not. And God, the way he what? says it. Face <laughs> your eyes. Notice how she goes in and out and then out some more. Wow. Mm. 
that's great. The way it goes in and then out and then out some more. What? That's a blob. That's a different blob. That is a pyramid build. (laughs) You're built like a prism. That's not like in and out and then in again, I think is the hourglass figure, but out more and more. Like he's just, he's got, I don't know. I don't know what he's seeing. (laughs) When they do get the porn going, it is, uh, it's real to real like slides, Uh like home home movies based or like, uh, well, like slides from your family vacation. Yeah, Yeah. Every 1960s sitcom, somebody is using that as the boring thing. Parents had one. A parents had did one. they? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, did no, you ever not, watch not, any? Not uh, no, not porn on it. You never put anything on there? No. No. All right. <laughs> I just believe you. I'll take <laughs> your word for it. Yeah, whatever, Jerry. Yeah, no, I, I just had to look at your face <laughs> when you said it. Thanks for shooting me straight on that one. Dude, always. Well, I don't know if your projector looked like their projector, which is made out of like a pipe from the junkyard and God knows what else. Like, I don't know, an engine from a car or something <laughs> that's, some, again, somehow working. So, man, they're inventors as well. And they put it on, and of course, you don't see anything on the screen, but you just see the kids' faces reacting. (laughs) And it's just a bunch of open mouths like, oh, man, look at it. (laughs) Oh, 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 let's go. Douse the house light. Here's the first side. Wow. 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 (laughs) How's that grab you, huh? Fat Albert's there and he ran over just as much, like just as fast as they did. But he's not really, he's kind of watching, but not really. Yeah. And he, th- they cut away to his face at one point after the other kids are just going, I, yeah, yeah. 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 They should have all turned into like wolf heads and then got, oh. <laughs> they cut over to Fat Albert and the look on his face is one of jealous rage. I don't understand it. It doesn't look like he's offended by what he's seeing. He looks like, like, I guess if, if, your girlfriend caught you looking at another woman is what it seems like, or, or however you want to put that gender wise. Yeah. It just seems like the look, I don't know if they chose that on purpose, but it's almost like y'all should be looking at me, <laughs> but they're not. And that's his turn into being the one member that is anti-porn. Well, he, he's numb to it. He's been watching it for well, that's, 20 years. That's a good point. Yeah. And everything he says about porn that is the moderate or the uh, like, let's be reasonable about this side they all sound like they were just surgically inserted into his mouth because they're not how a child would talk right. or a teenager. Dustin, you're on the wrong track. Your rough stuff pictures show a one-sided view of the way love and sex work. No, you don't understand those things unless you're 35 or so, and then, and I still don't. Yeah. But he, he being, they're trying to contend that he is a student uh-huh. at a school somewhere, even though we barely see him at school. None of these things he's saying seem like a, a thing that a teenager would ever have the capacity to say. Big negative on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, negatory. Mm-hmm. A negatorino. Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe he has this past. Cosby does mention how Fat Albert's gotten there the hard way how he's learned these lessons the hard way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Almost implying that Fat Albert has had a problem with pornography. But looking at Fat Albert and knowing what his proclivities are and knowing his personality, I think it's more like, I used to eat three Playboys a night, every night. (laughs) Just like he, he, this man is devoid of sexuality to me. I don't see how he could. Asexual. Anything. Super asex. Yeah. Yeah. 
and be sex sometimes. Oh, damn. When they stop, when they're done watching the porn, the kid that got them into the porn sends them all home with magazines, porn mags, like their party favors. Hold it. Don't forget your homework. Take the magazine with you. <laughs> got some great photos of, of nature's scenic wonders. Or like pornography leftovers. Like, well, I made all this cake, so take some home with you, you know? Like it's <laughs> ribbon pages out. Here you go. Here's yeah, one for you. Why is he doing why is he so intent? It's like he's trying he's doing the first taste for free kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like he's trying to become, you know, there's a, a lot of people have porn dealers that just run corners and shit like that. It's really hairy. Right. Man. Yeah, dude. It's rough. Dude, I still got Bloody. five of them, bro. Bloody you still you personally still have five of these people. Yeah. On your corner? Yeah. Travis, how do you sleep at night? Dude, um, I don't sleep, bro. It's really intense. You're man. watching too much pornography. Yes. I got six. Like I said, I got seven peddlers, dude. Seven <laughs> Just peddlers. like you said. Yeah. <laughs> Nine peddlers always bugging me. And if you give a bunch of teenagers dirty magazines, yes. most of them, Fat Albert excluded, the first thing they're going to run home and do is do their homework. Travis. Hmm. You do your masturbation, then you do your homework. Gotcha. If you are awake long enough. And they never say that that's what's happening. But Rudy goes home. He's super cocky about this whole business. Other kids are talking about how they're not going to, how they need to hide their magazines. Right. Oh, man, you got to be putting me on. What are you afraid of? You heard what Dustin said. Don't let no parents into the act. Oh, man, you give cowardice a bad name. You won't get me hiding my magazine from nobody. What What is this attitude of, I'm not afraid. I'm going to walk right into my parents' house with a porno mag in my hand. Why? Why? <laughs> why exactly. Why, why is this a thing? Like, I, I, That's strange to me. That is just pure weirdness. You need to go to the, huh. the counselor and yeah. have a talk, a little bit of a talk. Maybe go to an alt school for a bit. Maybe some in-school suspend. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in. His parents don't even notice. He just says, like, I got some homework over here. Like, he's, he wants to be caught. It's Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he should have That would have been great if he just sat there and really pushed it. <laughs> Instead, he goes upstairs, opens it up, and is immediately like, this is great. Pan over to the clock. Hours pass. Pan back over to him. He's asleep with the magazine on him. Uh-huh. Look, we know what this means. This. He's just tired, bro. Hi, Travis, I feel like you've led a sheltered life. What do you mean? Like I told you I have 108 peddlers. I know. That's why I'm so surprised that okay. you're not taking these opportunities to talk about this cartoon teenager masturbating. I don't get it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's right here in front of you. It's a pure mystery to me. It's, it seems like it's right up your alley. It seems that whether they intended to or not, that is absolutely what happens, uh -huh. what happened, <laughs> yep. and what was implied by what they did. His mom walks into the room sees what he's been reading. I, she knows how biology works. She's got kids. She's got to know what he's been up to. Just takes the magazine and doesn't say anything. This is a fucked up home life that's going on here. It is. I, I don't even mean to judge. Like, I, that's an awkward situation. Don't know how I would handle it. Dude, Bray life was like that, man. Bray life? Bray. Beret life. Beret life. <laughs> <laughs> so are you suggesting that they were all a beret family? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Understood. Yeah. I didn't know it was a, I didn't understand that it was a genetic issue, not a life choice to wear Correct. a beret. Yeah. It's a, it's a way of life. Okay. I guess I just missed a the beret of life, they were all... if you will. <laughs>
You're like, Bray? What are we talking about? Yeah, Bray. is. <laughs> I just assumed it was like Babe at some other new, you know. Hey, Bray. Yeah, you know how I am. It I'm is not now. always up on it. Hey, Bray. It is now. So, Rudy wakes up from a post-orgasmic haze. Oh, yeah, yeah. the best. <laughs> and says, oh, shit, my magazine's missing. He yeah, knows my room's that clean. <laughs> yeah, my room's clean. Yeah, exactly. That's that's probably like that's almost like sinister of his mom to do in some ways. Like that makes it worse for him, making him suffer. He goes to the other guys. Holy shit! I am missing this thing. My mom knows. Yeah. Well, that's when Fat Albert says, "Like you're feeling a bunch of shame. You are all feeling a bunch of shame, and you got these bad ideas about sex in your heads." Well, I, your peer, and no way older than you or anything else. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna march over to your mom's house, Rudy all of us at once and confront her with the fact that we all have pornography and demand to be given a better idea of what human sexuality is. Albert, you've lost your fucking, fucking mind. mind. Yes. This is <laughs> the most, look, any stuff with sex and parents, it's already awkward enough. If they catch you with pornography or whatever, it, it doesn't matter. That's already just hard to deal with for, for both sides. We're, not, not, for the we're not rallying the troops. No, you're no. not going to you're not going to march me over to my own house and ask my mom in front of me for a sex talk while she's got my mag that I was jacking off to earlier. After we what? were all after we were all roasting each other yes. earlier. Yeah. Like you you're think I'm going to fall mind. for this shit. You're just yeah. setting me up for more jokes. You <laughs> asshole. Yeah, dude, man, it's ever. crazy. But that's what they do. They go over there. Like in Rudy's, you know, hiding behind a light post, hoping his own mom won't see him. <laughs> but they confront, and that's what they they ask for explanations on these things. Like, and she doesn't go. I mean, she doesn't give a sex talk. She kind of tells them who to go to. But it really seems like they were going to an adult woman, yeah, to ask for a sex explanation of of this shit. That, frankly, at this point, I know it's the seventies, yeah. so beret life, mm -hmm. and beret life is is running hard, yeah. hard yeah. and heavy. Mm -hmm. They're living the beret life. <laughs> You asked for it. I did. <laughs> Can I have some more? Can I have a little more Bray life, please? Pour it in. But they should have had, I mean, I don't know how old they're supposed to be. It seems like, you know, it, it, God help you if you try to figure it out. All over the place. They're, they're anywhere between junior high and high school, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they're living in, like, they're out on the streets a lot. They're not hanging out with their parents a lot. They've probably heard some of these things before at this point, mm -hmm. I would think. But they're, it's, I didn't still, Fat Albert taking the, responsibility to lead them over there to do that. That's not the right way to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> frankly, you're not a fucking counselor. You're not an adult. Stay on your side of the street, fat. He was low key trying to maybe get his mom. Well, that's kind of <laughs> that thought too, where it's like, they're going to this mature woman. It's like, well, you know, your mom is very shapely. And he always ends stuff with like, he, he's very passive. Everything's a question with this guy. <laughs> so he's never committing to what he's suggesting. It's like, if he's like, maybe we should go out sometime. You know, then it's like, oh, it's not, you know, aggressive or threatening because yeah. you're asking. Yeah. You're not telling me. His method totally works, though. Well, it does, yeah, apparently, because, you know, the shame is already so strong and it just falls on them like a weight. Like everybody suddenly is ashamed of what they've been doing, which they really shouldn't be, in my opinion. Like that's, <laughs> right. that's not a good it's not that they're teaching that you should be ashamed necessarily, but they're implying that, hey, if you do these things, if you masturbate and you see pornography, you will feel shame. Shame spiral. Shame USA. spiral USA population. Everybody here <laughs> in the room. <laughs> pornographers. Yeah. That's the population. <laughs> well, speaking of pornographers, at the end, they go find their porn peddler buddy. Yeah. And give him a shove a gift right into his arms oh. on the street, like violently. <laughs> just like, here you go, pal. And the lesson that they seem to be giving us with what happens is if somebody gives you something that's not good for you, like pornography, instead of trying to spread the word back to him, like, hey, I had problems with this, or hey, man, this isn't cool, and here's the reasons you why. Assault him. 
You assault them mm -hmm. and you take the magazines, the property that they gave to you or possibly lent to you and shred them because that's what they've done. They've shredded all these magazines and put them in a present and then just like showered him in the confetti of his own pornography. Yeah. This is a child too. He's a peer of theirs. What's this? A gift from us. What's the confetti bit? This confetti is from those crummy magazines you gave us. Happy reading. Don't yeah, come and then they walk off, like laughing at him. So now he's going to go jump into his own porn spiral, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And we all know that spiral just leads all the way down. Bray life. <laughs> Braille life. Braille. Braille is what I keep thinking. <laughs> Travis, what are the chances of us talking about Fat Albert for an entire episode again? Um, I say 115%. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. Sadly, I think the chances of the Brown Hornet being involved in those episodes is 115%. Yeah, largely, almost. Yeah, almost there. Seems like it went away by the busted episode we did. Oh, yeah. So I, I play, if anyone out there knows how to get to the season eight episodes, like I don't even see- If you know a guy. Well, because you know the problem here is that the person associated with this show is being wiped clean from history and, and I get it. But the thing is, I can't find his fucking dumb cartoon show that we want to make fun of on, on Amazon. Like it's, I guess there's a DVD out there, but I'm mostly, I can find everything but season eight and that's where all the real juice is. I'll talk to, I'll talk to him. Yeah. Talk to one of your peddlers. Yeah. See if they have some of these sweet, I'm sweet a, huge, a huge lecture hall. <laughs> yeah. You're basically addressing an <laughs> army of porn peddlers at this point. Sounds like, well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And, but I, I will say that, um, you know, it's the month of love. It's a lover's month. It's our month. It's our month. And although the kids, the junkyard gang had to learn a lesson about what isn't love. Yeah. You can't love a page. I do love Fat Albert. Yeah, I'm getting me too. Yeah. Filmation February rocks on next week. Come check it out. Mm. I think you're going to be happy. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at dptooncast. Send us an email, dptooncast at gmail.com. And as always, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dptooncast. That's beautiful. I'm a beautiful man. <laughs> like I always say, be sure to check out our rap music video on YouTube. It's a parody mashup of 1992's X-Men animated series theme. Mixed up with Sirs Makes a Lot's Baby Got Backs. This is Search Days Past Tooncast. It's on YouTube. Uh, double up. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. Come back next time for another heaping helping of filmation. Mm -hmm. And until then, Travis. Yes. And until then, listener. Huh? Tutor, my duder. <laughs> tutor, my tutor. Slap! I'm slapping over here. I'm trying to. I'm squeaking on your bow. All right, get sexy. We're getting sexy here. Philanthropist? No. No. Okay, no. The guy with too many teardrop tattoos. Oh. How many is too many? 14. So 13 good, mm -hmm. 13 and a half. Mm. 
Well, okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I think I get it. Get your spin ass out of my spin class. You fiffle. You fiffle. You fiffle. Is it Dennis or Dustin? I'm glitched down. Right. I don't know. I'm going to let myself down because I wrote down both. Say I both. Detournus. Candelabro. Candelabro. I'm one of those candelabros. Hmm? I'm one of those candelabros, you know? Are you? Yeah, around Halloween time. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Halloweenica <laughs> time. We're trying to get the word out about hip dysplasia. We're on the street trying to talk about hip dysplasia. No one's talking to <laughs> no it. No one's talking to us. No one's talking to us. Why won't anyone talk to me about hip dysplasia? Dip, trip, flip, flip, flasia. <laughs> it's just playing. Hey, we're talking about hip dysplasia. Hip, 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 hip dysplasia. Yeah.